Welcome to CX and Shul, the real, raw customer experience podcast by Exo Studios, the creative arm of ExtendOps. Today's host, Diana Castaneda, interviews Juliana Aldana, head of product Latam at Mercado Pago. Join us as they delve into the experiences of women in leadership roles in the BPO industry. Together, they share their personal journeys of self-discovery and growth, highlighting the transformative power of knowing who you are. CX and Chill starts now. Hi, everyone. Thanks for watching this episode. This time, um, I'm going to be your host, Diana Castañeda, and I have the pleasure to introduce one of the biggest leaders. I, I need to say this cautiously because I was so impressed when I started following her on LinkedIn. At first, we worked at the same company, but we never connected like we're doing today. But she always inspired me uh, on the way that she had done her journey. And then at the end of this episode, you will understand that she didn't believe she was powerful enough to generate fans, inspiration and followers like me. So I would like to welcome Juliana Aldana. Juliana, thank you very much for being here. Uh, thank you very much for, ha for having me. I don't know what to say after the words you just <laughs> mentioned. I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you're, you're very powerful because she is, I mean, you, you look at her and you're like, oh, yeah, she's simple, she's nice. Like, <laughs> she's tremendous. She's currently the uh, head of product in Mercado Pago, Mercado Libre, which is like Amazon Latam, like it's the biggest, largest uh, logistic and delivery company. Um, and and her, her trajectory is not just that, it's like she is also advisor for startups, she's an angel investor, and she has other mystic um, <laughs> qualities that we will be exploring there in her hobbies and her personal passion. But uh, she is very strong um, leader. I would say you're also very uh, results-driven, very passionate about tech, and you have made your way in different companies, different very important companies like that have been growing like huge, tremendously in, in Latin. And, and yeah, let's explore that a bit. Yeah, so, sure. Helene, I know that you started all of this journey with mom, dad, I'm leaving to Mexico. <laughs> what was that? Yeah, so actually um, I was born in Colombia, right? And then I was working for the government and I realized that is what it was not going to be my path, right? Like when I joined the government, I was like really eager to change the world. I told you that. And then I realized that, okay, this is not the way to change it, actually. So I started looking for ways to kind of, uh, yeah, leave the country and explore new opportunities. And I don't know, Mexico just happened for me. And, you know, my family, I'm the first one in my family that uh, is living abroad. Um, I was really young. I was 22 years old. So my mom was like, are you already leaving me? And I was like, mom, I have nothing to do here. I want to, you know, explore the world. I need the world. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that happened. That happened really fast, as I told you. And many people ask me, like, why, why did you pick Mexico? And I was like, no, I didn't. Mexico picked me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I... And that, like in that change that you had in all of these exploratory of leaving my family, the black sheep of the family, <laughs> right? Like, in, especially in Latin, it's like a very strong thing. Like when you're, and for a woman, like leaving your country, doing it on your own, being independent. Uh, what happened? Like, how did it go? Where do you work? Why the tech industry? Tell us how did that evolve? Yeah, so first of all, I would love to tell you that, um, one of my uncles told me, you're not gonna make it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why not? Like, you're too attached to your family. 
And it was like, okay, you'll see. So I, I just moved out of Colombia with these huge expectations about myself, right? About the things that I was supposed to accomplish, uh, but also the highest motivation to make it happen. So yeah, it's, it started like that. And then also like the tech part, uh, I don't know, like this was, this was luck, actually. I, I didn't say, oh, I want to go to Telefonica Mexico and, you know, do these amazing projects back in the day with SMS. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> text um, messages. Uh, yeah, yeah, text messages. Um, yeah, I'm so old. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it just happened for me. And you know what? It was just an opportunity that life presented, and then I took it, and then, you know, I, I just grabbed my bag and... Honestly, my motivation was I need to make this happen because, you know, there's people that is not believing in me, actually. And, and here yeah, you are. And here I am. There you go. <laughs> so what, do you, what are your thoughts about, like, I know you have been, like, the uh, founder for many projects and expansions, right? So you're very connected to technology, to, well, nowadays days, of course, uh, to artificial intelligence, ChatGPT, everything that is surrounding us now. From your past, from what you have experienced, like you were saying, I'm in here in Guadalajara. I want, like, I, I have it in my heart because I launched Uber Eats here. Uh, how do how do you feel about all of the changes, evolution, and what do you think the the the, the role of technology these days is representing in, in this com in companies in the world, in humanity, in the way that consumers approach uh, the day to day? I truly believe that AI and ChatGPT and all of that stuff is going to make your life easier, right? Like we spend a lot of time, you know, doing Excels and matching this data yeah. point with the other data point and looking for the best information sources. And then right now we just have to buy ChatGPT4 <laughs> credits and then it make that for you. So I like I, I'm really hopeful for the things that we can accomplish using correctly the tools. So I do see that this is kind of the, you know, a huge wave that is coming, that the only thing that is requiring from us is to learn how to use it, right? Like you need to learn how to, how to use those tools and how to empower your daily work to actually make a difference. If you keep on doing the things that you're doing with the resources that you had two years ago, one year ago, you're gonna be outdated in like two months, right? Like you need to learn, uh, but I'm really hopeful. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just think that it's changing the way we do things in a day-to-day -day basis and it's going to be, make your life easier at the end of the day. Right, and I think like most of, like, well, I was never afraid of ChatGPT. I love it. I like, it <laughs> I like all of these uh, AI and developments that the world are, are doing. I just think that in general, like technology is just there to help us, as yeah. you're saying, right? But uh, it, it goes to the human. So we exactly. go back to what is it that we're using technology for? What do we, uh, how do we take advantage of, of these things instead of just like pulling them apart or saying, oh no, this like got forbidden or I'm just gonna say like in Spanish, como, ay Dios nos proteja. You like, can't be afraid. Right, right. right. So, mm -hmm. and, and, and it's interesting to know, like you have had many changes in your career. So in that industry of, and we have to say, like, not many women are there in the leadership. We're usually not seeing, like, we don't know how to make it sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Like I was talking um, with you earlier, and we are like, yeah, we, we, we don't get to see the many women. Um, what do you think it's happening, and, and how do you leave it? Like, how, how was it for you? 
So I've had like two big realizations in my leadership uh, journey as a woman in those tech companies. So the first one was uh, when I realized that I had to be a man. You know, I have to lead as a man. I have to communicate as a man. I have to, yeah, I had to do everything as the leaders were doing and 99% of them were men. So you just need to change yourself. And it was really hard because you realize that then you start being judged by everything. Oh, you're too soft as a, to be a woman. You are too tough. Or maybe you are too a party girl. Or maybe you're too shy. Or you should talk more or you should talk less. Like there is always something. There's, There's always, always something, something bad. Because of course, if you're trying to be a man, you cannot because you're a woman. Yeah. So you have to be a man. But you cannot be because you're a woman. So it's, it's like, so it was a realization in terms of, okay, how can I change myself to get the, to those leadership positions and try not to lose myself that much? Um, yeah, sadly, I did lose myself, <laughs> but, uh, but that's another story. And then like the other big realization that I had was like, okay, I told you that I, when I was at Rappi, which is a huge delivery company here, uh, in LADAM, it's a Colombian delivery company, actually. Um, Yay! Yay. <laughs> um, when I was at Rappi, I was like, oh my God, who am I? Like, everyone is saying, like, you are too resource-driven, you are too tough, like, why are you talk like that? You need to nurture your team more. And I was like, okay, yeah, maybe I'm this these things, but it's because I've learned that those things are the ones that are going to get you to a leadership position, right? Uh, so when I was at Rappi, it was that time when I realized that I was being another person, not myself, and I started, I started the path to actually becoming or like letting myself be who I really am. And that's when you ask yourself, who am I? Exactly. And so at that point, I was like, ¿Quién diablo soy yo? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what is going on? Good. So I... I I, I, I definitely agree on, on, on that sentiment. Like, I think uh, it's amazing that, you know, like we can easily connect and see that other women are feeling the same. And it's not like, oh, poor, poor ladies, poor women. No, yeah. we just don't want that. Um, but definitely there are, what are the key things that you, do you consider that in the tech world, in the uh, product world, in this scalability, uh, expansion environment, such as the uh, companies that you have worked for and that you work for, uh, are key to you know help women and not just women, but many other uh, groups that are are part of society to integrate better and to collaborate better and to be more recognized. Awesome, that's an amazing question because I actually participated on an article uh, and they asked me the same question. Okay. Uh, I can work for them now. <laughs> yeah. Kidding, kidding. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so the first thing that I actually told them is you need to speak up. Uh, especially women and not like all the mi minorities have been thought, uh, thought that you need to ask for permission. Mm. You know, just be quiet and then someone is going to give you the opportunity. No, yeah. that's bullshit. Like you need yeah. to speak up. You need to raise your hand and say, this is what I want. This is what I think. This is, these are the things that are on my mind. If you don't speak up, no one is going to listen. Right. And that is not going to be liked most of the time. What I'm saying is, even when you speak up, there's people that is going to tell you, oh, why did you do that? You shouldn't do it. But you should. You should. Right. <laughs> 
the second thing is you need to connect with people. Uh, one of the mistakes that I made early in my journey was that it was a, it was a lonely path. So I, I thought that I had to figure out everything by myself. So I didn't ask for help because, of course, you know, you have to do it on your own because you're strong, because you're a leader, you know, you start putting those high expectations on yourself. And with all well. of these profiles in tech, exactly. like you're like, I am not. You don't want to be weak, you know, <laughs> around them. Right. So, but that's a mistake. You need to connect because we are more powerful as a, as a network, right? We are more powerful if you find people that think the same thing that you think, that you know, can share some values, then you can, you know, make a change. And the third thing is, you know, try everything, change your plans. Like sometimes I've, I've seen this in many, many young women, especially because I also mentor young women and they're like, oh, by age 25, I'm going to be the president of, I don't know, Google. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> like you need to, you know, try many things, try the things that you think they're good at or and then you're going to realize that maybe you're not so good at doing those things and you find another things that you are good at doing um, and then you're going to build your path in that way do not be so you know like kind of controller <laughs> controller on how the path should look like do whatever it is on your mind and you're gonna learn more tons And I love the way you're going because you know it's coming. Um, yeah, I know. So this is how I see it, right? Like we talk about customer experience, which comes to human experience, right? Which translates into what is it? What the heck we do we want, right? Like what, what is it that what what are our needs? Who are we, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that's how we get to do our day-to-day -day lives. So in this. You know, like sometimes, sometimes toxic, uh, you call them like toxic job relationships that help you understand who you were and what others might need. And then you integrate that into your, into your work. There was a mystic Juliana, right? <laughs> like something appeared. And then you also said, and I want you to share that story to me and to us, to everybody and tell us how did that happen? How did that You know, like for someone who's so driven into results, processes, you know, like, oh, very pragmatic, very uh, analytic. Um, crazy. <laughs> very, you know, like they call us crazy. But yeah, we're crazy and emotional. Passionate. Because like, passion, it's, mm -hmm. it's what drives us. But how, how did that work with finding yourself? And then whatever you're going to tell us, you're going to find out what it is. But specifically what you found out that helped you integrating that into your work, like help you promoting yourself, like to the point that you said, I have no more space for conferences. I have no more space for this. I have no time. Like <laughs> uh, the world conspire, the universe conspire to bring me in abundance. So tell us a bit more about that. Okay. So, um, no, but I, I need to start, uh, when I joined Rapping. So it was like a month before the pandemic, right? Uh, and I joined Rappi because, you know, I'm from Colombia, so it was my opportunity to give back to my country in some way because I've been here in Mexico for eight years, so I was like, yeah, this is my time to shine, you know? Yeah. And then the pandemic hit. So I started working, I don't know, 16 hours a day because I was bringing restaurants. So imagine the pandemic, every restaurant in Latin America was trying to join. Um, so it was a really hard time for me because I was like, is this really what I want to do? Uh, because you, I was in my house with my husband. 
I was just working, sleeping, eating, working, sleeping, eating. Like repeat. For, repeat, like for six months, nonstop. And it was like, is this really the, who I am? Is this really the person that I worked so hard for eight, nine years to become? And it's like, is that really yeah. it? Yes. And, uh, and then I started to, to say, okay, to ask myself, okay, who am I when I'm not working? Who am I if someone asks, you know, who are you? And I'm like, I'm not going to say where I, where I work at. And it was like, I have no idea. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to say Juliana, 32. <laughs> you know, like, that's it. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next. Uh, because I built, I have built my personality towards my job, towards the things that, that I was doing, that I was good at, but in terms of, like, my professional life. Um, so I was like... No, this, this is not something that I, I, I want to, you know, keep on doing. I want to find who am I. I want to, but, but I, I really don't like saying I want to find myself because I, that, that is really, you know, Pinterest, uh, Instagram, you know, love yourself, super quemado, trilladísimo. Uh, I, I'm like, I, I started a journey of, of letting me be myself, of allowing me be myself because for me, not working was not allowed, you know? It was not optional, it's you not, have It was to. not an option. Yeah. It was not an option to be successful at your job uh, or to be your job, actually. So um, I started doing yoga. Uh, right now is a, I'm a lover. Like, I love yoga with all my heart. Everyone should do yoga tomorrow. <laughs> like, We're doing yoga. Tomorrow, let's do it. Let's do a chaturanga here right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I discover a lot about myself. For example, yoga has allowed me to enjoy the process. Because even though I'm strong, I've always done like some kind of exercise in my life. Um, it's not easy to do all the postures. It's not easy to, you know, be in a handstand. Uh, you have to try and you have to build the strength, the right strength. Um, so yoga has allowed me to enjoy the process and to actually be compassionate about myself. And I didn't do that before that. So yoga for me was kind of, you know, the, the gate that allowed me to explore new ways of knowing and letting me be myself. And then the mystic part, right? Because it was not like out of the blue. Uh, of course, yoga is a very spiritual thing, right? So it started, you know, I love chanting mantras. It's something that I really recommend as well. Let's do a mantra right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're amazing. I can send you a play playlist. <laughs> I want it. Uh, so I, dis I, 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 I found that the astrology, I found, that, I found astrology. I, and I found that astrology was a way to get you know better. It's not a way, and please don't, don't turn off the podcast. <laughs> Don't change it. I'm Do going to say closet. something important. Uh, astrology is not something that is going to tell you your future. It's not something that is going to tell you tomorrow you're going to die or tomorrow you're going to meet your new husband or wife. Um, astrology is a way to get to know you better, to understand what gifts do you have, to understand potential, potential difficulties that you could have in your life, 
for example, for example, maybe some people are more eager to travel like yourself, like they're going to be very lucky if they go out of the country. Or maybe you are someone that has tons of luck if you stay at home and build a family with five kids, right? Those are the things that astrology help you. So during the pandemic and after you know, asking myself uh, all of those things and yoga, I discovered astrology and I started studying astrology. Yes, I did. <laughs> So, and then I found that astrology and that my natal chart was amazing and actually, I don't know, helped me to understand a lot of things and also helped me to understand why I was so focused on being so successful all the time. So you told me um, that you discover the natural way of having and receiving things and it is impacted in your work, in your life, it helped you be like, to become, it helped you becoming a better leader too. And and what was that about? Like abundance, giving, not giving, <laughs> what, what did it, what, how just rock us through, can't even. Yeah, so um, basically TLDR, you're not gonna receive if you're not willing to give. And you need to start giving in order to receive more, right? So that is actually, that is abundance. Like you cannot say, oh, I want this and that. Can you connect me with this person, with that person? I want to be a millionaire if you don't start being that person for others and for yourself, right? This, this sounds easy, but I was telling you that not a lot of people is willing to do that. Not, not a lot of people is willing to give before receiving and that for me is not only part of the astrology because I found that in my natal chart, but this is a really key part of my personal and professional journey. Um, starting as a mentor and advisor and all the opportunities that I've had also being um, an angel investor have born because I started giving my time for free to many people to learn from me, right? right? So for me, and, and then when I meet new people, they're like, they're always asking things from me and can introduce me to this person? Can you open this door for me? Like they're always asking a lot of things from me, but then they're never asking, okay, how can I help you? And I do need help. So this is a key part um, of, of my journey, but I found that in astrology, abundance is something that you need to work on. It's not something that you're just lucky because you know you was born in you know April 21st, which is my birthday. But now, <laughs> it's something that you need to work really hard to get. And then uh, once you open that door, then is going to you know uh, the magic is going to come to your life. Because when I started giving, as I was telling you, and when I started like kind of okay, I need to help people on not making the same mistakes that I've made during Rappi and Uber, for example, then I started being invited to conferences, to give some lectures, to be a mentor of like, I don't know, 20 different startups at the same time. And then after like eight months, I actually had to stop because I was getting so many requests from so many people that it was like, I cannot handle this anymore. And also another thing that you can learn from abundance is, you need to manage it, like because if not, it's just gonna blow your mind and you're like live up. Yeah, that that's deep. <laughs> that's deep, yeah. Because sometimes, oh, yeah, I want to be this abundant being, blah blah blah. But then, how can you handle it? How can you actually enjoy it and live a life that is balanced enough that you can, you know, enjoy it? You need to enjoy the abundance. If not, it's just going to be 
another work, you know, right. another thing to be working right. on. Right. But I think from this experience, like having like different tools, different type of things. Yes, we work in tech, we work in, you know, like we love, uh, I don't know, like I love everything that simplifies my life with technology, with, you know, like with any new development, AI, just name it, I mean, but I don't lose my essence to that. Yeah. And that means that I recognize myself and I want to understand more of that because that will allow me to treat others better to do exactly. my job better you know like when i need to meet someone like my new my new role like understand what my client wants exactly and if i don't understand it if i don't even know how to read myself how am i going to read someone else exactly and then you know like there are many masks then many things you know things that we don't want to say things that we don't <laughs> even know and that's how the world operates and the more that you understand it the more pro that you will become at helping servicing and excelling in your career because we Absolutely. need it. It's a fact. It's not like, oh, yeah, I'm going to live out of charity. No. But it's connected. Yeah. Self-awareness uh, to me is the first thing that makes a good manager. And you do you. You can be self-aware through psychology, through, I don't know, yoga, through uh, astrology, whatever you want. Right. But use something that allows you to get to know you better and allows you to be the truest self uh, version of yourself stick to yourself it's, exactly because if not you're how are you gonna not only help your customers but help your team to become the best version of themselves if you don't know yourself you, right. you don't allow yourself to be your best version and you have to accept that you know this is something important when i started um studying astrology because i did study <laughs> yes <laughs> um I, I didn't like that people know, like knew about this journey that I was starting. I, I only told very few people that I was taking astrology courses because to me it was like how this Juliana, very, Taboo, yeah. exactly, like super pragmatic, super uh, successful, whatever, then is going to be an astrologer. Like how is this right. going to be mixed? And you know, it took me a lot of time, almost a year, to actually start sharing with my friends, like with my true friends, that I was doing this. Um, so I think one of the biggest things that happened to me in the last year was that actually I allowed myself to, you know, yeah, I like astrology. And I actually said that on meetings with my team right now. I like it, like, what, what is your star sign? Oh, yeah. Taurus, I like it. <laughs> oh, Virgo, I don't. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Julio. Now we're, we're finishing, but I have a very important question. Here in XR, we love to stay wild. So I want you to take a deep breath and tell me <laughs> in your perfect mix of astrologist with a strong, independent, empowering woman, um, how do you stay wild? Try everything at least once in your life. Everything. Everything. That's my, that's my policy. Like... That, that's something that I I will do everything at least once in my lifetime. We'll test that later on. Thank you very Let's do much. It. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Huli, once again for being with us. It was really, really an honor for me well, to you. have you in person to conduct these. And for everyone who's watching, please share. Just give your thoughts. Put a comment. You know, likes are for free. Um, <laughs> but thank you very much, and we'll see you in the next episode. And that's our show. CX and Chill is a production of Exo Studios, the creative marketing arm of ExtendOps. With today's host, 
Diana Kasanid. Executive producer is Sean McCreary. Producers David Spear, Felicia Coronado, and Memo Devalos. Editors and videographers Santiago Aguirre, Alfonso Ramirez. Graphic support from Jordan Madrid and social media guru Claudia Corona.